You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey or Joey Wygen. Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board once again to talk about the Minnesota Wild, who are playoff bound, the eighth seed, and all that stuff. So the Wild didn't win any games or anything in the last the last two games that we were that were left in the regular season, but they make the playoffs anyway because the Colorado Avalanche were not up to the challenge. The Minnesota Wild officially the weakest uh team since the shootout format with 87 points to make the playoffs. So there you go. Um, anything can happen though. Crazy things can happen. But the way this team has been playing of late and the inconsistency, again, it is an anything can happen type of deal. The way they finished up the season didn't look so hot though, did it? Didn't look so hot at all. Minnesota Wild host the San Jose Sharks, the Sharks, on, on Tuesday, April the 5th. And it was a 3 nothing shutout. By the San Jose Sharks. I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about either one of these two games. 3 nothing shutout. Brent Burns looks fantastic. Patrick Marlowe with two goals in the game. Joe Thornton, that top line of the San Jose Sharks, look primed and ready for uh, somewhat of a playoff run and such. We'll see what happens with that ultimately. Devin Dubnik, well, he didn't have the best game. He didn't have the worst game. I mean, three goals are three goals. He only faced 20 shots, though. So definitely not the best performance you ever saw. James Reimer with 29 saves in the game. The best player of the game overall. Even though Brent Burns, again, looked absolutely fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, Reimer, a veteran, a veteran, but not too old. A little bit older than, a little bit younger than Devin Dubnik. Nice future in the league. Nice goalie for... San Jose Sharks, and not even the starter because it's Martin Jones, but it's <laughs> still nice combination for the Sharks. Again, not a whole lot to say in this game. Uh, Nate Prosser got his usual fight, this time with Wingles, I guess. That's <laughs> good for him, I suppose. He always seems to get in a fight in the game, him or Dumba. Uh, Zach Dalp was called up um, to play in this one, along with Christian Foline. No Mike Riley, no Matt Dumba, both scratched. Mike Riley sent down to Iowa for some reason. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Mike Riley was sent down. Christian Foline bringing a little uh, physicality to the defensive core, the blue line, all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, he's the kind of player I, I think he deserves to be in the NHL, but he's, uh, again, kind of borderline-ish. Five, six, seven, if you know what seven means, defenseman. Seventh defenseman obviously means scratch or down in Iowa. One of those type of deals. Zach Dalp 
Well, um, he's on the wild. Uh, he's kind of been in and out of the NHL, mostly an AHL level a player. 26 years old. He um, was a fourth-round pick years ago by the Carolina Hurricanes, ultimately. Uh, he's, he's, had, he's, had about, he's played about 100 games in the NHL, but again, mostly a career minor leaguer. Carolina Hurricanes, second-round pick, my bad. I, I went a little bit too too low there. 45th overall pick. Again, another guy that, well, was looked on higher than he ended up being from Paris, Ontario. Paris, Ontario. Hmm, that's an interesting combination there. But again, yeah, I mean, eh, you know, in and out. 119 games total. He did score a goal in the second game. Calgary Flames game. We'll get to that shortly. But overall, again, meh, a map performance against the Sharks. Again, don't have a whole lot to say. Just a little bit... Disappointed that uh, well, the Wild don't have Brent Burns. He he was so inconsistent with the Wild. I, I think the coaching was kind of up and down with the poor guy. Uh, the going to forward defense and forward defense. And yes, the Sharks do it, but they handle it better. And he's more of a full-time defenseman, which is what he should be. But a 74-point season for Mr. Uh, Brent Burns. And just makes us seethe over here again. Uh, local shows talked about it as well. Say, it's almost like they're listening to me, right? No, no. Just great minds think alike, I suppose. Ah, oh boy. Zach Phillips has been all over the place. He's on the Kalamazoo Wings now, who are not an AHL team. They, they used to be an IHL team. But, you know, the IHL teams got dispersed all over the place when that league folded. Some went to the AHL, like the Manitoba Moose, Milwaukee Admirals, teams like that. Others went to the ECHL and, uh, you know, down where the Quad City Mallards are. That's the Quad City Mallards, Kalamazoo Wings. Zach Phillips has been a part of a multiple organizations. He was with Atlanta, the Atlanta Gladiators. That's an ECHL level team. I thought it was AHL, but it's yeah lower down, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's like it's basically like double A if if the AHL is triple A. That's basically what it is, and that's where Zach Phillips is right now with Jared Knight on the Quad City Mallards. But uh, again, <laughs> that's kind of more of a second segment conversation. But when you're talking about the Sharks, we're going to think about those guys. You know, Zach Phillips, Devin Setaguchi. Phillips long gone, obviously struggling over there in in uh, in uh, Kalamazoo. That's two levels below the NHL, and of course Devin Zetaguchi not in the United States anymore as a player. Uh, and Charlie Coyle, who'd been very strong, but again he's not at Brent Burns level yet. But I suppose he's got uh, some some time. He's got some time to catch up. Uh, he's about what seven years younger. So time is time is uh, there's still plenty of time for Charlie Coyle to continue to develop, and he showed some serious signs. During the course of the season. Big long break period. I don't know why. It's just the way the schedule turned out, I guess. I mean, they had to get to a point. You can't wrap up the season like five five days earlier than everybody else, I suppose. So Saturday, April the 9th, the Minnesota Wild host the Calgary Flames. Nicholas Backstrom. Could this be the final send-off? Probably. It was a nice send-off for him. But were we really in the mood for that? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, 36 shots on goal by the Wild. And the only guy to score in the game was, yeah, Zach Dalp. <laughs> yeah, Zach Dolp. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? Zach Dolp was able to score a goal. And that's it. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, another adorable thing here. Again, like I'm just being weird, but a uh, nice send-off for him, stopping his former team and probably most likely his final game. Several shots on goal for the Wild. Ultimately, Nicholas Backstrom, player of the game for the Calgary Flames. Number one star, still in that Wild sweater and in his picture, his profile picture, because we're not going to change that right now. 36 uh, shots on goal for the Wild. Could not get anything in except for Zach Dalp. woo And uh, Mr. Nickley Backstrom stopped 35 of them. Darcy Kemper, you know, you wanted to give Devin Dubnik a break, and he wasn't so good out there. And uh, it just is what it is. Yay. Gave up two goals and all that, and then Dubnik took over, stopped six shots. 
just a mad game for the Wild overall. Uh, tough situation, ultimately, in this one. Ryan Carter and Christian Folin, all guys who are desperate for points, basically. Poor Ryan Carter, he'd been in and out of injuries. He's a valuable guy, obviously, and Folin limited in points because he's been limited ice time. He's got some offensive ability with that powerful shot, and he's a big physical guy. Still has a future in the NHL, but again, not not really. I don't think he's a top four defenseman in the league. Zach Dalpa, yeah, fourth liner at best, of course. But he scored a goal, so good for you, Zach. Good for you, Zach Dalp. The uh, the wrong Zach, because Zach Greasy, unavailable. Ultimately, again, uh, this playoff situation is in question. Mr. Uh, Thomas Vanek's playoff... Uh, Playoff health and, you know, being available in the playoff, basically. In question, iffy, iffy, basically, is the word for Mr. Thomas Vanek. The old undisclosed injury, whereas in um, in Zach Parisi's case, it, it is a back. Even though they say undisclosed, it's a back. Uh, and he injured it back in January, and that's one of the reasons that he'd been so just unsuccessful in his play. I don't even want to say limited, but unsuccessful in his play from uh, quite a while there. You figure it is a debilitating type of thing. It's going to slow you down. Like I was thinking, it's either a shoulder or or maybe broken ribs or something. It ended up being a back injury, herniated disc, and it was getting a little better, of course. So he was, he was still able to play through it, and then it got really aggravated against the Sharks, and he had tingling. He has had tingling in his legs. That's not good. Rochester Mayo for Zach Parisi, and they're talking about he might. Uh, they're preparing for. He may not be available for a considerable amount of time, so it is what it is. Uh, someone else has to step up, like the coach and the GM will always say, you know, that's just the way it goes. Charlie Coyle hasn't scored a goal since March 1st. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Time to score. Jason Pominville was on fire when Mr. Torchetti took over, then got hurt. Hasn't scored since. Okay, Jason, come on, time for you to step up. Jason Zucker, well, you're definitely going to get ice time now. If Zach Greasy's not available, he'll he'll definitely be suiting up. And it's time for Jason Zucker to step up like he did last year and earlier this season when Mr. Parisi was out. But particularly last year when Parisi had that broken foot, Jason Zucker exploded out there. He was absolutely fantastic. He filled Zach Parisi's role pretty nicely. You don't replace Zach Parisi, but Zucker did really help in the scoring department when Mr. Zach Parisi was unavailable for the Minnesota Wild. Eric Halla, Mikhail Granlund. Go, go get him, buddy. Go get him. David Jones. Hey, man. You know, third-line player. Obviously used to be a 27-goal type of guy, 25-type of goal type of guy. Keep it up. Step it up. All that good stuff. Nito Niederreiter's been a good performer in the playoffs. Eric Halla had a very good uh, performance in the playoffs two years ago. Would like to have that step up again. Would be absolutely fantastic. And that's pretty much what segment number two is. Segment number one is very short because it's two games to wrap up the season here. Neither of them were very exciting in terms of well, you know, about the Wild lost both of them. They're going to the playoffs with a five-game losing streak. But Nicholas Backstrom, congratulations on having a very strong performance. This this reeks of it's my final game, and I want to give it all I've got. I want to absolutely make sure that I'm stepping out of this with a victory and look like the Nicholas Backstrom that was an all-star for the Wild for a number of years. And he was able to perform at that high level and shut the Wild down. In Exhale Energy Center, a place he's extremely familiar with against a team he's extremely familiar with, and he walks away 38 years old with a victory. If Nicholas Baxter is back next year, I'd be very shocked. But if I were him, go go ahead. This is it. Unless some Stanley Cup contender calls and says, would you like to be our backup for Jonathan Quick or somebody like that? <laughs> the Blackhawks, Blackhawks and Baxter. That'd be an interesting combination. You never know. But I doubt it. I truly doubt that'll happen. Um, 
Congratulations, Nicholas Backstrom, on a wonderful career. Wishing you the best in Finland. Is he going to stay here? Is he going to move back to Finland? No idea. That's his business. And God bless you, Nicholas Backstrom, on your victory. Good thing we made the playoffs anyway. It wouldn't have changed our seeding. Would have been a don't know if it would have been a momentum thing either. Um, the 03 Wild limped into the playoffs at the end. They were playing very well, and then of course the last couple of games they got their ass handed to them. I remember losing four nothing to Columbus in there. Uh, it was a garbage performance. I still remember, but it is what it is. We're in, and the Minnesota Wild will be the eighth seed against the number one seeded Dallas Stars. <laughs> We knew it was coming. The Dallas Stars will... <laughs> we just... We knew it was coming. But the Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars will finally face off for real in the playoffs. We can start our playoff rivalry against an old, bitter rival that uh, obviously used to be our best friend back in the day because the Wild didn't exist yet and the North Stars were our... Just our... Uh, you know, they were our pride and joy for Minnesota NHL hockey. Miss them so much. <laughs> I miss the North Stars so much. The Dallas Stars, completely different franchise now at this stage. Completely different team. Totally... Obviously, the ownership has changed multiple times since then. The coaching, the, the vice president of opera, you know, well, vice president, the general managers, the coaches, the, the players. You have Lindy Ruff, the old grizzled Buffalo veteran, all that good stuff. Lots of really nice young players. And and, and I knew the Dallas Stars were going to emerge this year. That's why I picked them as the quote-unquote surprise, the team that will emerge in the Western Conference this year. I was dead on with that one. I, I knew it. I knew they were coming. I knew they were going to be a team that was going to greatly surge uh, when you have, you know, when you have Jamie Ben, and 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 Sagan. Uh, those guys are just fantastic, and you have other players, defensemen, veterans. Goaltending is the only position that's not so great, but Blackhawks goaltending has never been fantastic. But Corey Crawford certainly steps up when it's playoff time. We'll see how the Stars show up this time. Uh, two years ago, they faced off against the Anaheim Ducks. Did not go so well because they were the eighth seed. Now they're at the top. And here we are still down where we were before. Yay. So, let's hope for the best here. Hope for the best here. We'll get into that right away. Segment number two. I'll preview the whole postseason. Not superly in-depth when it comes to the Eastern Conference and other West teams. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it enough where I get a vibe how this team is going to do. But, obviously, the more detailed series would be the Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild. We'll get into that right after this. Back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two. Time to talk about the postseason. Here we are. For the fourth consecutive season, the Minnesota Wild are in the playoffs. Well, here we go. Are we going to be right back where we were four years ago when the Wild played the Chicago Blackhawks? Wild were number number eight. Blackhawks were number one, and the Blackhawks beat the Wild in five games, and it just about was four the way things were headed. I mean, the Wild barely won game three just to hang on. Is it going to be like that again? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the history of this team against the Dallas Stars is not good. For those of you pining for this series, it's fun in terms of you get Minnesota versus Dallas, but this would be better, like, say, in a second-round situation. Maybe the Wild had just knocked somebody out, and then you play Dallas, and then hope for the best. God bless us. Maybe we can make a move here and go all the way to the West Finals, or maybe you play the hated Stars in the Conference Finals. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, hmm. <laughs> And, of course, the playoff format continues as it always has. I'm glad the NBA adopted that back into the uh, 
into the finals. They they had it already in the in the playoffs, but yeah, the two two one one one. If you know what I mean, two home for the yeah, two home, two away, two 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 one one one, all that good stuff. So Minnesota Dallas Thursday April fourteenth. Happy twenty sixth birthday to my long long lost cat who was put to sleep in two thousand seven. Chloe the cat. That would be her twenty sixth birthday if she was still living. She'd be just maybe, she'd be maybe the generation after the Civil War soldiers at that stage in terms of cat years. About that, uh, yeah. <laughs> her her parents or maybe grandparents were that they would have been in the Civil War. She'd be that old already, if you know what I mean. Yeah, okay, that's irrelevant to anything. Um, but it's kind of fun in a way. Uh, Dallas Stars in Minnesota. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't want to come off negative, but this reeks of a five-game victory for the Dallas Stars, and I'm not trying to be a jackass. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't like the matchup very much. I, I, I don't have a good feeling right now. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. LA Kings, nobody saw them do what they did. They swept a team in the first round. I, I can't remember, was it San Vancouver in the first round, and they just kept sweeping everybody until the New York uh, Rangers, or God, what were they? The freaking uh, New Jersey Devils with Zach Parisi, his final games there. Uh, was were able to survive and win two games against the uh, L.A. Kings. That was after the Kings had a 3-0 lead. Almost had an undefeated postseason. So, yes, anything can happen. But does this team reek of that type of run? Especially with an undisclosed injury to Eric Hall, an undisclosed injury to Jack Parisi, an undisclosed injury to Thomas Vanek? Hmm. I don't like this matchup very much. I, I really don't. Uh, thank God for NBC Sports. I mean, I love the way... The NHL. This is the one thing the NHL has done right, and that's having all these channels covering all the games. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament. You can watch any game now on cable TV, or of course your app, your app, your smartphone. If you if you have a smartphone, and I recommend a Note, <laughs> because if you want to watch sports, don't you want a nice big HD screen? You know what I mean. So it's nice to have a Note. Say if you can't watch it at home. Yeah, really nice to have a Samsung Note. But that that's just me or your iPhone Plus. You know, like what would it be? 6s, you know, stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to watch every game that way, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch, regardless. I just hope it's not a depressing matchup, I suppose. I don't know if I'd really want to play Anaheim either, you know? I, I don't know, I don't like our history against them either. St. Louis, the history was poor, and then the Wild took over and had a wonderful series last year. They won in six. Right now, I'm leaning Dallas in five, and I know that sounds really negative, but uh, again, the series is the history of this series has not been good at all. Uh, no major injuries at this stage for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Lettinen will most likely be the goalie, but Antti Niemi helped, uh, was it the, he helped the Blackhawks uh, win the Stanley Cup, or was it Philadelphia? I, I know they played each other in the 2010 Finals. Niemi, I'm blanking right now for the moment. And it was Chicago, he did help, the, yep, it was Chicago, he helped them win the Stanley Cup. Yep, I remember, I remember now. Yep, helped them win the Stanley Cup in 2010. And then, of course, was moved on and won up in San Jose ever since. And then with the Dallas Stars at this moment to help back up Kerry Lettinen, who, well, he, he's had moments against the Stars, or the Wild, unfortunately. Ah, so many talented players in this team. Patrick Sharp, former Blackhawk. He's only got three rings, you know. And then you got Oduya. He's had a strong career over the years. He was also with the Blackhawks. Jason Spezza. Aiken, Jamie Benn, of course, and Sagan. My God, these guys have had a hell of a hell of a run. I don't know why they're not showing Sagan in here. This is kind of driving me crazy, but it just is what it is. We know he's there. Ellis Galagoski, the former gopher, he's really had a nice, strong career for 
the stars to this point. Uh, just so much talent on this roster. It's unbelievable. 37-point season for Alex Goligoski, who's the same age as Brent Burns. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Same age as Brent Burns. Huh. Former golfer, of course. Nice, strong career for them. Uh, to me, it's just, again, the matchup. The matchup. I mean, what, what else can you say? I wish I could... Uh, why aren't they showing the regular season? But uh, ultimately... Well, we'll worry about that later, I suppose, when it comes to the regular season between the Stars and the the Wild. Uh, the Stars finishing the regular season strong, clinching that number one seed, and also helping us out a little bit, knocking off Colorado. And Yeah, they beat Nashville, but it didn't really change us that much. Uh, yeah, they also have John Klingberg, hmm, 58 points in the season. Incredible, strong defense in Patrick Sharp, like I said earlier, 55 points in the season. Klingberg, 58 points on the season. Tyler Sagan, 73 points in 72 games. But Ben is the star of the stars. Yes, sir. The first uh, first Dallas star slash Minnesota North star, but really first Dallas star to score. Yeah, yeah. North, North, the North stars had, had a 50-goal score. In Brian Bellos, I believe, had a 50-goal season years ago, if you can believe that, um, in the 80s. Jamie Ben, 41 goals on the season, 48 assists, 89 points, plus 7. Klingberg, plus 22. Goligosky, plus 21. Wow. Wow. They score, and they score often. Do... The Dallas Stars. Three shutouts for Antti Niemi during the course of this season. That's crazy. That's crazy. His number is actually slightly better than Kerry Lettinen. I think we'll see both of them. Uh, Niemi actually had more games played in the regular season. I'm guessing Niemi is going to be the main goalie for the Stars in this series. But who knows? Uh, they're, they're pretty close. They're interchangeable. And that's kind of what situation was going on with the Chicago Blackhawks for a while, ultimately. And then, of course, Darling's been taking over for Crawford. Kind of kind of like nagging injuries, letting him he- heal up and such. Again, I, I just keep coming back to Dallas in five. Um, it was not a good regular season between the Stars and the Wild. Uh, the Wild would take a 2 nothing lead. I remember it happened multiple times during the course of the season. 2 nothing leads, and the the Stars would come roaring, come roaring back and win the game. It was a 3 nothing lead in one case where the Wild were up 3 nothing in the game, and they still found a way to lose the game. Just devastating. Absolutely frustrating. Went to overtime. The Wild got a point out of it. Yay, the Wild got a point out of it. And then ultimately, the Stars came back, won the game in overtime, and that was it. Uh, Just an absolute frustration. Dallas and Anaheim are two teams that have owned the Wild pretty much since their inception. And it's an absolute frustration. (laughs) Would not be surprised if that's the uh, Western Conference Finals, Dallas versus Anaheim. In fact, I've been leaning that way for a while now, to be quite honest. To be quite honest, I've been leaning that way for a while. Um, Right now, I'm going to go with Dallas in five. Who's going to win game one? Well, Dallas. <laughs> I think Dallas takes a 2-0 lead in the series. The Wild win game three at home. Or, yeah, the Wild will win game three at home, which sounds almost far-fetched at this point. You almost think they would win one of them in Dallas. But I'll go with Dallas up 2-0. Wild win game three, and we'll go from there type of thing. Um, <laughs> maybe I, it's like I don't want to get too negative on it. But, and plus, by the time Game 4 comes around, hopefully I'll be able to do another show in between now and then. That's Wednesday. But I'm going to guess Dallas is up two games to one at that stage, and then we go from there. I'm not going to just say, oh, Dallas will win the next three. Yeah, next two. I don't know, I'm going crazy. The next two games. I hope they don't, and we'll just leave it at that. But right now, my initial prediction will be the Dallas Stars in five. Yuck. I'm sorry to say that. I truly am. You think I'm enjoying it? You think I'm enjoying it? So let's try to bounce around. Into the NH, into the rest of the NHL here. Let's go to the East first before I come back to the West. The Philadelphia Flyers are being hosted by the Washington Capitals. 
impressive to see the Flyers get into the postseason and all. I mean, I'm happy for them. It's nice to uh, see that they're able to survive. Oh, and by the way, the Detroit Red Wings did continue their uh, playoff runs and such. I'll get back to them in a second. I'll leave that alone. Not runs, but consecutive playoff appearances. Washington, number one. Philadelphia, number eight, ultimately. And number four in the little bracket dealie. You know how they do that. Uh, I think the Washington Capitals will win that one in five. They're a very, very strong team. Philadelphia, Nice to they make the playoffs and everything, but I think they're not going to survive Washington in the first round. We'll see what happens after that as the competition will get pretty stiff. In fact, really, there is no easy competition in the playoffs, to be honest. Maybe just the Wild for Dallas, the way they've been, the way the Wild have been playing, but hopefully things will change dramatically. I'm sure the Chicago Blackhawks saw they're going to make quick work of the 91 North Stars at the time because the Blackhawks were just unbelievable that year, and we all know what took place that time. Na 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 boo boo, right? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, what? wow, they're actually good again. I can't believe it. What a strong season. Over 100 points. Number two in their little brackety dealie there. Hosting the New York Rangers. Two and three. That's a nice matchup back and back, back and forth. They've had so many playoff series the past few years. High scoring teams. Quick kind of precision types. Uh, better goaltending in New York, though Lundqvist hasn't been as good the past few years. I think he's, he's getting up there a bit in years. and He's not as good as he was about five, six years ago when he was downright fantastic. Uh, kind of keeping the Rangers around, and boy, oh boy, they've had, they've had some nice playoff success, and then they've had some early exits. The Rangers were downright awesome last year. Number one seed in the uh, in the in the East, and now look at them. Mm, they, didn't, they didn't get to the finals again. They're trying to go back to the second straight finals and maybe get it done this time. I think Pittsburgh's going to win that series, if, if you can believe it. I think we're going to see Washington versus Pittsburgh. I think that's going to go seven, though. Extremely dramatic series, and I think that's going to be Pittsburgh's undoing. It's going to force them to seven games, and then, well, we'll go back to Washington in a minute. Uh, or actually, I'll, no, I'm going to probably leave that alone for now. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Florida versus New York. The Islanders are all the way down in the fourth seed. Number two, uh, they're the number two wild card in the, in the Eastern Conference, and that's unfortunate. Because they have to play Florida in the first round, who's been strong all year. Yarmer Yager's playoff success, uh, or overall just success in general, his longevity has been downright fantastic. And I couldn't be happier for that that team right now. <laughs> Florida Panthers really strong right now. I think they're going to beat the Islanders initially in the regular uh, at the beginning of the season. I had the Islanders and the Anaheim Ducks in the finals. I still may go that way, but... Mm, I kind of can't. I kind of can't. I, I think Florida's going to beat them. Is that is, is that okay with you out there? Is that okay with you that I picked Florida to win, even though I had the Islanders winning the Eastern Conference at the beginning of the season? They're a very, very good team. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't pick the... <laughs> I can't pick the... Uh, the uh, the Islanders to beat Florida right now. I think the Panthers are very strong. So I'm going to go with the uh, Panthers in that. I think that series is going to go six. Panthers win in six, ultimately. Just too strong. Good goaltending. Good overall sound team. Very nice defense. And you have Brian Campbell, also former <laughs> former Blackhawk. So many talented players that have been on the Blackhawks that are elsewhere. But, are, but the Blackhawks are still good. It's just incredible how they continue to stay as good as they are. Tampa Bay Lightning in Detroit again. That's been another series that's been around for a long time. I think that one's going to go seven. And, uh, of course, uh, Pavel Datsuk, he's in his last uh, his last days in the NHL, he announced he will retire at the end of well, the Detroit Red Wings season, maybe with the Stanley Cup, maybe, but I don't think so. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are actually only four points better than Detroit, I think that series will go to seven games. Seven games at the Tampa Bay Lightning, the host Tampa Bay Lightning, the Eastern Conference champions, 
will advance past the first round over the Detroit Red Wings, despite the fact the Red Wings are still good, still strong, but they're not cup contenders anymore. They're just not. They're not a Stanley Cup team anymore, and maybe I'll be proven bad wrong, and they'll be in the East Finals, and things will get very interesting between them and maybe Washington or Pittsburgh or somebody, but I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning in seven, and you'll have a Florida versus Florida matchup for the first time, and that's going to be very, very cool. I personally, well... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole playoffs right now. Even though, well, maybe I will later. I don't know. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota, I got the Stars in five. I, I'm just very sorry. I'd love to see the Wild come back and win this series. And again, uh, subject to change. I just have, I'll just leave it as Dallas up two to one after the first three. Chicago, St. Louis. Chicago, St. Louis. Again, how many times have these two teams played in the playoffs? I mean, a trillion times over many, 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 many years. I remember it many years ago, back in the day. I remember it just a couple of years ago, and I remember it last year, St. Louis, or not last year, two years ago, when um, it looked like the St. Louis Blues were going to knock off the Blackhawks. We were all very happy, very excited, and then what happened? Here come the Blackhawks. Here come the Blackhawks again. And then last year, Nashville looked like they had the Blackhawks. They had them dead to right, and what happened? Here come the Blackhawks. Ugh. Blackhawks are going to win the series. It's going to go seven, though. It's going to go seven. It's going to be very dramatic. St. Louis will take a two to one, two to one, three to one, three to two lead, whatever, in the series, and the Blackhawks will come back and win in in the in St. Louis and defeat the uh, St. Louis Blues in seven. And the Blues will lose in the first round again, again. Uh, I don't know if the St. Louis Blues will ever win a Stanley Cup. Uh, they had such a rich. They, they were so strong starting off their their runs as an expansion team going all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals back-to-back years. Their first two seasons in existence, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's almost like the Vikings going to Super Bowl four as early as they did and then losing that game, and history changed after that. Of course, the Vikings went to three more Super Bowls, but they didn't win any of them. St. Louis lost both of their Stanley Cup Finals, and then after that, they went to a couple conference finals here and there, and ever since, they've never been back to the Cup Finals. Never. The Blues never have won a Cup, and I don't know. If they ever will, despite their incredible, incredible regular season success over the course of just so many years. And they had a couple of down years and such, and they got Eric Johnson with the first overall pick. (laughs) They had a couple of down years, though, and it was really crazy. It was hard hard to believe the Blues actually sucked for a little while, but they did in the mid-2000s. But they won't beat the Blackhawks. (laughs) Long story longer, they won't beat the Blackhawks, unfortunately. Anaheim versus Nashville, that's going to be a nice little matchup, but I think the Ducks win in six. I think they potentially could be the best team in all hockey, believe it or not. They're getting a little bit older, but they have a lot of wonderful scores. They have good goaltending, good defensemen. I mean, it's just one good player after another on that Anaheim team. I mean, it's top to bottom. They started the season so terribly, and look at them now. Look at them now. You know, they, they won the division. Who saw the, Del- the the Anaheim Ducks win the division? They have a nice little goalie combination there. John Gibson, fantastic. Four shutouts on the season, just above two goals a game. Frederick Anderson, three shutouts in the season, 2.3 goals against average. Seven shutouts right there. And even Anton Kulobin, who played in the stead of, of injury uh, earlier in the season, even he threw in a shutout. His number is certainly not as high as the others, but he had a good game against the Wild early on. How frustrating was that? Back when, the, back when the, it was the Ducks' first victory of the season. Uh, Ryan Getzloff, Corey Perry. Guy, you know, Getzloff getting a little bit older now, unfortunately for him. 63 points in the season. But here come the Ducks. Chris Stewart, only 20 points, ultimately, for the Ducks. Pardon me, I'm going crazy here. Uh, Andrew Kalk. 
Cogliano, just a strong, strong defense in for the Ducks for, for years. And, he, you know, this team, I, I think they still have a strong chance of winning the Stanley Cup, ultimately. Not cheering for them to win it, but I think their chances are very good. Anaheim in six. Nashville's got talent, but they're, they're young. I just don't see them getting past the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, it's a bad, I, I think it's a tough matchup. I think Anaheim's is, is pretty much a tough matchup for anybody right now. The one team I think that's likely to, that could beat them is, well, either the Sharks or the Kings, I suppose. I think that's the place where they might get beat. Otherwise, I, there's a good chance they might go all the way to the finals. Anaheim and Sticks there. Kings and Sharks. That's a fun matchup. People are going to enjoy that very much. But when you look at the playoff success of both teams, and a lot of the same players are on each team, you got to lean Kings, right? I mean, you got to lean LA Kings. When the Kings make the playoffs, watch the hell out. And look at them. They're number two over there in that uh, Pacific Division playoff bracket. They're, play, of course, playing the Sharks. Sharks just loaded, just loaded. Unbelievable team, ultimately, like I've been talking about. I talked about them extensively two shows ago. No, one show ago, last show. Extensively how good they are. Brent Burns, all those guys. Joe Thornton. Kind of having a, a renaissance. Uh, in L.A., of course, you got Kopitar leading the way. Jeff Carter, second. Lucich, Drew Doughty, all these big-time players. Drew Doughty, one of the better defensemen in the NHL. Dustin Brown, one of the more physical guys out there. Marion Gabrick, boy, only 12 goals in the season, 22 total points in 54 games. Not the same guy. Uh, Vincent LeCavier, remember when he was a stud? Mm, couple guys there, Gabrick and Cavier. Whew, love Cavier. Not the same guy. But ultimately, I still think the chances of the Kings' success in the postseason are very strong. Jonathan Quick, right back at it again like he used to be. And even Enroth, who was really good against the Wild earlier this year. Two shutouts on the year. 2.17 goals against average for Enroth. Damn. (laughs) Jonathan Quick, 2.22 goals against average. and And, of course, five shutouts on the season. I think the Kings will beat the Sharks, but it's going to go seven. Unfortunately, another seven-game series is going to be very dramatic, but I think the Kings will survive against the Sharks. Ultimately, a very good series, very entertaining. This will be probably the best first-round series, though I suppose there's several good first-round series in the NHL. This isn't the NBA where you have the first round is like you know four nothing, four to one, and they're all boring. I think you're going to get a lot of good hockey here. Uh, Pittsburgh, New York, I have seven. Tampa, Detroit, I have seven, and then of course Kings, Shocks, I have seven, and Chicago, St. Louis. Seven. Yes, that'll be an entertaining series, but it'll be boring in terms of it's the same bleeping team winning again. It'll be the same old story. St. Louis takes an early lead in the series, even builds on it, and here come the Blackhawks. Same old thing. That's the boring side of it. But the rest of them, I think they'll be pretty interesting and pretty dramatic, and I'm I'm looking forward to it big time, ultimately, when we go in that direction. Right now, I'm still leaning towards the Anaheim Mighty Ducks winning the Stanley Cup, ultimately facing off... I guess the Dallas Stars in a very dramatic, epic seven-game series. Literally, it'll go seven. But I think the Ducks might win the Stanley Cup this year. Um, I don't want them to. It's going to be either the Ducks or Dallas, I think, right now. And maybe Washington. Uh, In the Eastern Conference, I ultimately have Washington in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they will go against... I remember there was a time I had... I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to think the Panthers and the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals, or in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think Washington and Anaheim will face off in the Finals with the Anaheim Ducks winning the Stanley Cup. Not because I want the Ducks to win, like I've mentioned probably 750 times, but I just had a vibe, I've had a vibe since October that the Anaheim Mighty Ducks are going to win the Stanley Cup in their second championship uh, overall as a franchise. And then after that, I think 
that's it. I don't think the Ducks will win another Stanley Cup for a, a long time. I think they're on the verge of dropping off. But they've, they've been on a mission during this season. Uh, a wonderful recovery after a horrific start. I thought they were going to have the coach fired and everything, but they all survived, stuck together, and they've been absolutely fantastic ever since. I've got the Ducks winning the Cup over the Washington Capitals. In six games. Ducks in six. It'll they'll clinch it at home in Anaheim, California. Mighty Ducks win their second Stanley Cup. And that's it. No more Mighty Ducks championships. Just like I said years ago with the Detroit Red Wings. They were, that's it. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, you'll see them in the playoffs still. You'll see them hanging around, but they'll never win another cup. Uh, Detroit's not going to win another cup again for a while. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. But you never know if some young prospect or two will emerge. It does happen. That you don't have to have the number one pick in the draft to get a stud. You just got to find the right player. Though, of course, it is really nice to have a number one pick in the draft also because then you get Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, you know, number three pick, a guy like that. Uh, luckily, the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA finally have Kane and Taves type of players on their team. It took forever, but they finally do. Wish the Wild could have that on their team, but they don't at this stage. That's where I'm leaning, though, with a lot of this. Kind of, Kind of wrap things up a bit here with a little bit of you could call it kind of prospect talk. I'm going to look at the Facebook page as well, very briefly here. But in terms of prospect, uh, Alex Tuck scored a goal against the Quinnipiac, against the Quinnipiac Tigers. But ultimately, Quinnipiac won that game, a three to two, very close matchup. Alex Tuck three goals in the in the tournament. Very cool. Very nice to see him get three goals in in uh, three games in the tournament. Two goals in the first round. No, none in the in the in the second round, the region final, and then he got one in the Frozen Four game against Quinnipiac, but ultimately Boston College outlasted in that one. North Dakota beat the Denver Pioneers in their side of the Frozen Four, and it looked like a good, entertaining game. But North Dakota was up one nothing, two nothing, and Quinnipiac kind of hung in there and kept things interesting for a little while there, but ultimately wasn't meant to be. It was a two to one game going into the third period. Quinnipiac was holding strong. And then the floodgates opened. And it, it was a big disappointment, ultimately. Now, North, North Dakota beat Denver 4-2, to two ultimately, there. But then a 5-1 to one finish for Quinnipiac. They, they, lose the, they lose the game, and the national championship goes to the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. So the North Dakota Fighting Hawks get their first uh, national championship since 2000, and they're 8th overall. Eight national championships for North Dakota. Gophers? Get back to work. It's time to get back to work, and you know what I'm talking about when I say that. I'm not saying don't get. I'm not just saying get back to the tournament. I'm not just saying get back to that Frozen Four. I'm saying it needs to. They need their name needs to be showing up in that little box there, that little rectangle that says national champion. Get back to work, Don Lucia and Gophers, because it looks like Donnie's going to be back. Though we haven't heard any uh, confirmation of any types, but uh, Quinnipiac ultimately again another bummer, another disappointment. They got shut out by Yale. Two years ago when Yale, or was it three years ago already? Three years ago when Yale uh, knocked the Gophers off in the first round. The weakest team in the tournament went all the way, won the national championship. Quinnipiac gets back there two years later and three years later. God, three years later. And down goes Quinnipiac again and it's to North Dakota. I'm glad it's not Denver, but I don't like North Dakota either. Like I said last show, I don't want to cheer for our former WCHA rivals. I, I, I don't want to do it at all. WCHA now is teams like Ferris State and such. It's not the same guys anymore, which is kind of sad. Uh, what is it? The EC, uh, the ECHA now, whatever that is, right? <laughs> I don't like uh, North Dakota, Denver, any of them. I don't like uh, I don't like St. Cloud State. 
Mm, I hope the Gobert can get back and win it again. I, I, I really do. Uh, I, I'm glad Boston College didn't win either, but because it's another one of those schools that has a trillion championships and obviously a hated rival in the tournament. Not in the regular season, but in the tournament for many, many decades, actually, to be quite honest. In fact, the 1980 Olympic team, uh-huh, you think Boston U and Boston College and Gophers filled that freaking team, and there was a Badger in there. But it was uh, Ryan Suter's father. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. But we'll move on from that now. Ultimately, there's talk that jo- that Alex Tuck. I kept calling him Justin Tuck. He's a former. He's a former uh, 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 San Francisco. Excuse me. A former New York Giant in the NFL, and it keeps popping out as Justin Tuck, defensive line for the New York Giants. But it's Alex Tuck. So those of you that have heard that, please no hate mail, okay? And luckily, I haven't gotten it yet. I got one when I called a guy when I called uh, Jason Zucker Josh Zucker because I had a friend that named J- uh, Josh Zacker. So it was a mental lapse there, and I apologize for that. But, of course, the SOB had to post a one-star on iTunes and troll the frick out of this show. And that did not make me feel good at all. In fact, I was furious about that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Alex Tuck, ultimately, there's talk that he will sign with the Wild, despite he's just a sophomore in college. So, cool. And then, of course, we'll see where he goes from there. Does he go to the NHL right away? Does he play with the Iowa Wild? I don't think he'll be on the Quad City Mallards and put it this way if he is. Oof, boy. You don't want to even think of Quad City Mallards and a first-round pick. You, you you just don't. That's really disappointing. Quad City Mallards are, are a team are a team for young guys that haven't really developed yet, like Raphael Bruceris, guys like that, and frickin' Jared Knight, who's been disappointing as well, of course. But that was before he even got here. Mm. I, I gotta lay off of that for now. But congratulations, North Dakota, and I hope that's your last championship. Just like that, I'm Ducks. Hope it's your last championship <laughs> if if they ultimately win. Go Gophers, go Gophers, go Wild. You know, all that good stuff, ultimately. (laughs) But yeah, now we'll just stay tuned. We'll see what happens with Alex Tuck. Will he wind up with the Minnesota slash Iowa Wild next fall? That's the talk. We'll see. A lot of us us, uh, that cover the Wild, follow the Wild and all that, beyond the pond and such as well, think that Alex Tuck probably should stay one more year in BC and then maybe come, but that's the talk, though. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. No decision uh, as of this moment, but maybe it's happening behind closed doors at this moment. Who knows? But until uh, next week, let's bid adieu and hope for the best. Hope the Wild can uh, take a two-one lead over the Dallas Stars. Let's just, but also two, trailing two to one is a lot better than trailing three to nothing. So <laughs> we'll find out. We'll so we'll find out. Good luck, Wild. God bless, and hopefully Parisi and Hala can return along with Vanek sooner rather than later. <laughs>